Welcome to the Soul Patch Podcast, the podcast where three American expats explore different topics related to living and working in South Korea. With the combined 45 years of living experience in Asia, there are plenty of stories to tell. So, pop in your headphones and make yourself comfortable. It's time for the Soul Patch Podcast. My tainted perception distorts my true meaning is And the top companies building the metaverse right now are uh, Epic Games which is, uh, have you ever heard of Fortnite? I think I've, I've seen people play it on YouTube, but I've never actually played the game. My, nep- my nephew is big into it, I think. Yeah, it so, looks so difficult. Like I couldn't even, I, I haven't played video games since like Super Nintendo. So to come back now and look at Fortnite, you need like an engineering degree or something too. I feel like there's a lot more like flashing lights in yeah. video games. This is like, the, that's probably the, the I probably just dated myself by saying that. Like, <laughs> but I'm officially old now. I like, know what you mean, though. It's it looks like like uh, what they used to in the '80s. You know, be careful. You might if you have seizures or something. You know, like some kid yeah. watching a Japanese animation um, movie and they you know have a seizure. That's the way it all looks to me these days. Yeah, it's like this. This video game is too fast. That's the feeling I get when I see yeah. that stuff. No, we are, we're dating down. ourselves for sure. Slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, yeah, just give me the little, you know, two, two-dimensional, two uh, you know, the grid that I can, you know, climb up the wall or whatever. And yeah, you don't need three dimensions. What are these kids thinking? I don't know. It looks like chaos to me. I, I, I can't make heads or tails of it, but uh, so does uh, StarCraft, which has a more rudimentary kind of looking graphics, but it still just looks like a a mess I, I can't figure out i can't make heads or tails of it um so but epic games would be a, is looks like a good company for building a metaverse because they already have this infrastructure of a you know these these huge swaths of real estate where the game takes place so it, it would be a good place uh facebook's meta is building a uh, i think we've seen examples of it with uh zuckerberg in a uh, conference room with his avatar yeah um, i think everybody's seen this yeah this, uh, yeah it, it looked ter- it looked like um kind of reminded me of like the nintendo uh not switch but the nintendo wii e? character yeah kind of yeah, no right. they didn't have any legs but i don't know not didn't look good not impressed uh niantic <laughs> nvidia microsoft uh decentraland and apple all have their own plans for a metaverse so yeah that's the weird thing about metaverse is that there, there are multiple universes that you can just jump into. Is that, I mean, what, what is, what is the metaverse exactly? Like what, what does it mean to you? Well, by no means like, you know, an expert, I haven't spent any time. Um, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that I, I've considered, I mean, everybody's like probably at this point probably thought about it because it's been thrown in our face so much in the last, especially last year, especially yeah. with, um, with uh, Facebook switch over to meta. Um, I see like a natural extension, right? Would be from games. So there's like video games that are collaborative, that are online, that have uh, like virtual spaces. So, you know, like we talked about this in a different podcast, like Cyworld in Korea, yeah. you know, uh, Second Life. Um, so a natural extension of those gaming worlds, uh, Roblox, stuff like this. But the idea of um, 
using these virtual spaces for more productive means, which is what like that little trailer that um, Meta put out is trying to imply what they're pivoting towards. So they want to go from, you know, this isn't just a place they showed in, in that trailer to playing games and stuff, you know, this like, look, we are shooting each other, which seems to be an important thing to do in, in video games. Because <laughs> yeah. um, we can't it, just it, have it, gun violence in the real world. We, yeah, like, we also I need to know. include it in I'm the just so, I'm universe. so bored with seeing that image of like games where people are like just shooting each other. It's really? like, all right, I get it. Like, yeah. we, we like that. Um, and they, they're maintaining that. It's still in their trailer. You can see it's like this first person shooting thing going on. Yeah. But the the biggest pitch in that what is it they're talking about being productive so you're going to hold your meetings in the metaverse um you're going to you know do your yoga in the metaverse um what do you think like do you see yourself in the next five years like instead of doing yoga in the living room and you know are you going to put on a headset put on a helmet do your you put a helmet put on, on my, to do yoga my yoga helmet and my yoga mat um hmm. i probably do need a helmet when i do yoga so clumsy, but um, no, I, I, you know, the way I see it is there, I think there is an act, especially in the midst of a pandemic, I can really start to see the, you know, uh, the practical application of something like a metaverse for education, you know, cause we're teachers. So I'm always thinking like, how does this translate to a classroom? Um, I could see, I mean, you're almost doing it. We're almost doing it already, right? I mean, what is Zoom other than kind of a version of of a metaverse, you know, where yeah. we're creating a space where we're together, but we're actually miles and miles apart. And you could be in America right now for all intents and purposes. I mean, it doesn't matter where we are well, as long I, as you have a connection. I had a really impressive situation last semester. So last semester, um, working online, I had a student, and this isn't the first student I've had with like a uh, uh, disability, but this is the first time I've, I've worked with a student with a disability online uh, because of COVID. So this student uh, was um, deaf um, and working with a classroom like assistant. Now I've had this before. This is not actually the first um, deaf student that I've had. So you can imagine the challenges that come with this. And that's why there's a specialist that joins the student in the classroom. So this specialist joined my classroom on Zoom. Mm -hmm. Specialist, the assistant and the student and myself, we are all in different cities. Yeah. Like how wild is that? Yep. So the assistant's not with the student um, physically. For me, that that really surprised me because I didn't think about that until after I was teaching the class for a while. And it suddenly occurred to me, I'm like, holy crap. The, the, what they had was the assistant was using software that was on the student's screen. Oh, I see. It putting up and the writing, basically translating I, what you're saying. or Yeah. So a lot of speed typing, both in um, English and in Korean, and also uh, providing like small commentary. Yeah. Uh, so I talked to her a little bit after the class. Um, I, she contacted me just, we were discussing about how we work together, you know? And um, so I got a little bit of a picture of how, how that was, how that was done, but it, it really made me think about technology and how it applies to teaching specifically working through uh, teaching languages and communication. Yeah. Um, so I'm, 
I make a joke about how I think, you know, you wouldn't want to have a helmet on when you're doing yoga, but I do think there, there can be applications for education in the metaverse or things that are more cognitive tasks mm-hmm. versus physical, like people talking about putting on, you know, your goggles and going jogging. So it's like, you know, you're, you're running in the, you know, I don't know, the desert or something. Yeah, it sounds cool on paper, but a bounce, I don't want some crap in my head bouncing around. And yeah. I mean, even if it's lightweight, I just want to go run. I mean, the whole point of, I love running. And the reason I do it is because I want to get out. I want to be, yeah. you know. Uh, it, 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 I'm interested in that, in the VR world. I mean, I, I, I like it for its kind of gimmick, gimmickiness or whatever. I don't know if that's a word, but um, but I don't know if I want to stay that you know, spend lot, lots of time in that world. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's kind of fun now because it's novel, but if this just became your, our regular lives where we spend most of our time inside of a virtual world in a metaverse, instead of outside in a real, you know, the universe, yeah. it, it, it almost is kind of depressing to me. Like it, to, you know, to just, you know, go to a VR room and do walk the plank, you know, you take an out, you, you, you go into a building, you take an elevator up to the hundredth floor, and then you walk out on a, on a plank and you're, you try to pick up a cake. That's like one of the, one of the games. And it feels like you're, you know, I don't know, a thousand feet in the air. And if you slip and you're going to die. And so you get that sensation of, of that. And it's very cool, but I, I don't, is, is, do we need the, do we need to replicate the sensation of like, sitting down in a room together or well yeah so that's my point okay so like the first thing you describe is like the novelty right so the game type of thing it's pretty fun like we can trick our brains because you know we're largely visual apes right so we can have this this feeling of heights or roller coasters and stuff cool that's what that is that's cool you know and you can sell a lot of of uh, widgets on things that are cool but functionally functionally do i need to have a virtual space for a meeting well, as a, it could be a utility that's useful in times like, hey, COVID, we're all locked down. Wouldn't it be cool if I could still be in the classroom and actually like feel like I'm looking at my students at their desks versus being on Zoom and just having like these headshots, not being able to direct my eyes towards people. That's the hardest part, right? Mm-hmm. Teaching on Zoom, the thing that I hate is I'm always gesturing to my students. I'm like, oh, and what do you think? Oh, what about you? Hey, what about you? They have yeah. no idea where well, that's, I'm going. That's the question. Is that is that ability, the ability to look at your students in the eye, is that just something that's cool and novel or is that actually a game changer? So for me, oh, I, think, ESL, I think it's it might really be a game changer. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I want to be able to not just talk to my students, but I want like, I want to be able to say like, Hey, why don't you ask him? You know, I want to be able for them, for them to be able to look around, to be mm-hmm. present. So in the metaverse, I see that as like possible, but, but, like what you're saying, is it ever going to be better? Yeah, that's the that's the question. And, you know, yeah, because I, I can now teach the class uh, in the avatar of a dinosaur, you know, a T-Rex or something <laughs> is not it's not going to count for, you know, uh, extra points for practicality. But I do like the idea of like, let's say you have 20 students in a classroom or 21 students. And I want to break up the groups into, you know, seven groups of three students. Um, I could see in a metaverse where I could just like grab just three people and just kind of with my pointer or whatever, put them in a little group or send them to another room or something where they can work together on a task. That is different than Zoom. You know, Zoom has the breakout room ability 
Um, but it's, it's a little bit different. I, 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 I think I would like to be able to jump into the rooms more easily. And I, I like the, I like the idea of it, like being a virtual classroom with, with a infinite number of rooms that you could just create a room and, and a space for students to do an activity that that's even better than reality because, you know, you, you, you're still stuck in this classroom where students mm -hmm. are trying to, you know, make groups and you're moving desks and everything. What if you could immediately just have them in their own room where you could jump in and out so easily? Or, or just like having them like split apart into in the same room. I looked at um, Meta's website for developers or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just trying to say, that's basically all they have up right now is just showing you like what you could build with it and what you could do. And it's, you know, you can download, I guess, the app and, um, you know, like any 12 year old could play with this. And, you know, it's like Roblox. You could like, that's what it looks like. You like right. build um, a virtual space. You can collaborate with a friend and, you know, do some some freestyle architecture. I guess that's what the kids are into now. Uh, but one of the, I started like going through some of the choices in the menus. And one of the things you could choose is how your voices work. So your voice could carry like through the whole space that you built, or it could be um, like near field, I think. So like, uh, you and I, if we want to, you want to hear my voice, it's relative to our, our distance in the metaverse. Yes. So okay. I, that's one thing that I really did not, it was so difficult doing zoom classes online, the breakout rooms. It's not that I don't trust my students to be in a room working on whatever I tell them to, to or a task I have them working on. It's just that I can't, I can't be involved at a distance. And that's often how I run my room. So I might be yeah. with a group over here talking, my presence, I'm still with the person, the group behind me, right? Yeah. And I'm still listening with half, half of my brain. And when I'm done here, I'm just over here. I'm with you. And I can also, again, I can like take a student here and I'd be like, hey, you know what you're doing? Check out what they're doing over here. They're come here for a second. I want you to see this. And, and you just snap your fingers and boom, they're right there. Yeah, but I'm thinking like instead of having different rooms, I could just like have one room just like I do now. And just and make I'm it bigger. That, yeah. That's a great point. I, I actually agree with you because getting separate rooms is no different than doing a breakout room in Zoom. But yeah. if you if what you like, what, what I kind of like is the idea of like a large classroom where all the groups are in the same room and you're bouncing from group to group that you can't do on Zoom. And that's yeah. like what you said, you know, I can still hear what's going on behind me. And there probably will be, you know, in the future where when they could probably imitate real sound you know, real relationships, you know, through an, an algorithm well, that's, or whatever. That's what, the, that's what the feature looked like on, yeah. on Meta. If you develop, if you want to design your room, it was implying that that's how that would work. So as you approach somebody, your voice would increase in volume or would only yes. be only triggered at a certain distance. So I guess you're, we're kind of coming to my question, which is not, is there a utility for it? Because obviously there is like what we're describing is clearly better than Zoom. Mm -hmm. But could you see this usurping the, the physical classroom? Is it possible to be better? Is the metaverse better teaching teaching our our class? Think of our courses that we yeah. teach. Would it be would we be better off in the metaverse than back on campus as we probably will be? No, I'm semester? trying to. I'm, this is a very interesting question. Now, if I were teaching like an architecture class or something, I said let's take a, take a look at Notre Dame in the classroom. I'm limited on what I can do. Right? I can I can show a video. And there's probably some drone going through, you know, Notre Dame and, you know, or we could, you know, analyze the, the structures and the things, or 
in the metaverse, I could say, all right, strap in everybody, get on your roller coaster. We are on the drone. Look at this, you know, how this piece buttresses against this other piece or whatever. Did you know that this is load bearing or this is just uh, decorative, you know? And you can really, really go places that you would never be able to go visually. That would be- Yeah, okay, so I I can dig that, but like, how is that, to me, that doesn't sound like it's usurping the classroom. That sounds like it's complimenting it. So like Mm -hmm. much how when, uh, I guess it happened back when I was in graduate school or even earlier, like we always had, you know, (laughs) overhead projectors, you know, like in high school, like, okay. Um, Again, for any listeners out there, we are 40s uh, year olds. So um, (laughs) we've seen it all. So you know, your microfiche. Um, right. Yeah, I remember that stuff. So, you know, you know, having, uh, you know, you wheel in the, the TV the, with the yeah. VCR to show, you know, your, your videos. And then what we use in our classrooms, obviously, we have an AV station. So we have, you know, I can pull down the overhead. I can show my right. PPT. I can show video. I've got access to the internet. I can um, have students uh, interact with any of that content as well. So what you're describing sounds more like that. Like we could be in a classroom studying architecture and be like, okay, everybody put on your glasses. It's more like an augmented reality, right? Put your Google glasses on. We're going on a a virtual journey. Um, um, Yeah, I I guess I can't, the only thing I I could think of that that would be the upside of the metaverse would be maybe the not not having to travel to the classroom. So there'd be, you know, this is something that you could use for less pollution, less travel. If if students were, were not, taking the bus or driving cars or whatever. Yeah. Um, and economically for students too, they don't have to like live in the dorms and come no. to campus. That's, that's a hard thing for, I mean, easy to forget, but yep. for a lot of, uh, you know, freshman students, if you're going to live on campus, uh, dorm rooms aren't cheap. And if you could just stay where you are, you know, especially in a place like Korea, where the, the, um, the economies can be so different between like, you know, you have half the population in Seoul in the urban center sure. here. Yeah. And if you come from the countryside, you're, you're talking about, you know, black and white difference in your finances and your daily costs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now the, the sacrifice is the social interaction will, will also probably take place in the virtual space as well though. And so yeah. is that, it, it, can that, um, yeah. can that fill the soul <laughs> this is getting very philosophical as much as like actual human touch, you know, being around uh, people because that, that will, it'll fundamentally change the university experience. I mean, it'll Man, be. Yeah. That, that, that's where it's at. Right. So that's the question. I didn't think of it that way. That That's what it is. It's not just about like, would you learn something, but it's like, would the university experience um, be replicable? I mean, no, like, I don't think so, you, because I, I think at the end of the day, you play a game, but it doesn't if I go to school and I, I have an interaction with a real human being that imprints on my memory and so much more strongly than than if I were to have a, a social networking encounter with somebody, even in a Zoom, it's not the same as a as a an actual yeah. social interaction. There's something about the I, I don't know if it's a neurochemical thing or uh you know i mean it's probably just we're, we're trying to buck like you know million years of evolution in a generation you know with this metaverse stuff it's like you can't we can't our, our bodies can't catch up 
to that adjustment, you know? Um, yeah. But at the same time, like that whole college experience, like the parts of it that are, that we're talking about erasing by going into the metaverse, there might, there might be some loss, but it, it might be acceptable loss. Like, I mean, we don't have like teenagers these days are not going to sock hops and <laughs> uh, drive through burger joints and, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Like, no one's yeah, tricking the out their hot rods the, anymore. Yeah, the homecoming dance or whatever. Some. Yeah, there, there was an article I read. It was in Wired or something like. It was years ago. Like, teenagers are no longer like pimping out their hot rods. You know, they're not into their cars anymore. It's like how cool they can make their PC or like their Facebook page or something. Yeah. I mean, it was like yeah. years ago, and it's good. It's kind of a hyperbolic type of example, maybe. But the that point, I mean yeah, that culture has been lost. Right. And that's a very, that was a very social aspect of high school. Like high school used to be a place where, I mean, you look at all the old movies and stories and everything. I mean, in 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even high school was a place where you'd uh, potentially meet your boyfriend or girlfriend. It was really important because that's probably who you get married to when you graduate, like when you're 19, 18. And so that's why that's a, a big theme. And now, if you look at stories, movies, media of like high school, what is that that iconography? What is that? What does that look like? What's that? What's the narrative there? It's not about the dating video and yeah, it's uh... yeah, it's it's well, it's more about like tests, exams, getting to university, the next step, friends separating, Mm -hmm. going their other directions. There's still dating and stuff, but it's it's not the same as what it was if you're watching like Greece or something. Was Greece about dating? I remember. <laughs> kind of, of, yeah. No. So <laughs> um, I'm just wondering if uh, like maybe maybe we might not like that we're going to lose the university experience, you know, like freshman students jumping into the fountain, you know, like yeah, kind yeah, of thing. yeah. No. Like all that stuff empty. Because um, if if the metaverse but, can provide of enough of a of an experience like like a, a deep enough experience that can that can mimic or match what the physical experience and and maybe in some ways transcend the actual physical experience because of of what because the i guess the the your abilities within the metaverse are you're, you're not bound by physics any longer the, lo- mm-hmm. the laws of physics do not apply and so it, whatever your imagination or the imagination of the software developers is whatever their the capacity to imagine a reality that's the limit it's no longer gravity or you know like cost whatever mm-hmm. it, it doesn't cost you anything so i i just wonder is it inevitable that the metaverse will replace it but my my bigger question is is it is everything going to be corporate in the metaverse i mean is it going to be sponsored by you know if every every single thing we use is going to have some kind of uh you know uh, logo a corporate logo or you got to buy your you know your meta bucks so that you can go to the meta stationery store to get your meta notebook and your you know i mean these are the things that i i, I worry about is that the kind of dystopian corporate uh reality versus a kind of more pure learning uh experience that uh yeah. so that's the, that's the question for me I, that I, well, I mean, I guarantee if it, you know, someone's going to try to make a buck, I mean, that's how it all yeah. exists. Right. I don't know. I could think of some things that would be 
beneficial in like our courses where we're trying to practice um, like conversation and public speech. Like very often I have students that are in groups. Maybe you have a student who's being a little distracting or is going off topic or is choosing to like, you know, cause we're working through English, right? So mm -hmm. there's in Korean too often. I could actually like just mute them, which is kind of yeah. great. I could just be like, yeah. That's like a you know, black mirror are, episode or something. And you're right. You could basically, just yeah. Them. If you, you want to talk to your friends, you got to be on topic, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you're back on. <laughs> Gosh. The classroom it's, it's control. Little... I mean, again, yeah, you're, you're bound by no, you're, you're bound by nothing, you know, but there's or like, or like if a student really is being disruptive, you could, I mean, I could, I would never do this. But could you pick up the student, and just throw them out the window, you know? Like <laughs> just, just yeah. toss them out of the. There, there's probably just some like uh, Doctor Strange, like warp, you know, circle that are. Oh yeah, yeah. And just yeah. anyone that anytime you just you know it ticks you off, you just throw them through the the. Uh, oh, I was I was thinking something much more graphic. It could be like uh, more like Doctor Evil, you know, like I can push the button and the chair open, the floor opens up and it goes down <laughs> to the lava. Going to a, you know? a, a, yeah, alligator <laughs> pit or something. Yeah. Um, yeah it's 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 no, i like so, it no, i like it <laughs> I, I do too yeah and and uh you know you can be nice to uh you you know teacher can pick your avatar so uh you know you could be uh you know any, anybody you want uh you could have class uh delivered by mickey mouse uh one week and uh donald duck the next i guess yeah, it, could be um, it could be topical, right? If like you today paid your, uh, you got, yeah. It, it, but it, the thing is, I, I do think that there is, there is going to be an application for it. I just don't know if it'll happen in the next five years. I, 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 I things, time is so dilated these, these days though. It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't have something that was so, oh, I, what the word is, so appealing to yeah, universities, compelling. especially like tech forward countries like korea where they're kind mm -hmm. of on the precipice of the new the newest technology all the time it wouldn't surprise me if that didn't become you know there if like we have this blackboard system where that we can do grading and stuff on if they didn't create some kind of uh university platform uh metaverse that was just for university yeah. students it wouldn't surprise I, I, me. I do see that where in education systems broadly there's an effort to adapt the latest and greatest. Even going back to when I was in graduate school, there was a conversation, oh, you know this, like blended learning. Mm -hmm. That's a very, very buzzy phrase that is very old. Uh, and blended learning, you know, referring to using both, you know, technology and, and traditional classrooms. Okay, so education systems uh, globally, everywhere, every level, you're always going to see this kind of um, enthusiasm for the latest tech and trying to get it involved because we can make education better, right? We're going to make you learn better. You know, that's that's a thing. But at the same time, education systems by design, they they move slow in their, their adaptation. Like if you look sure. at, we're in 2022. And if you look at um, a basic classroom like we are in, in the center of Seoul, major university, huge city, tech forward country, and you look at our classroom design, what do we have? You have one teacher, lecturer standing on stage, and you've got an audience of 20 to 200 students in front of you yeah. um, sitting in chairs. This in the lectern, the whole, the whole show, I mean, yeah, you no longer have like chalk. It's now a marker. You know, it's a dry erase board instead of a chalk. 
But yeah, how different is that from like, you know, a couple hundred years ago at a university? Like what was it? What, what were they doing at Cambridge when they opened? You know? Right. Because it's, it's, it's not, like, is the paradigm that much different? I mean, it started with, you know, a couple hundred years ago at Oxford, the guy was describing the situation and 200 years later, we're watching it on a movie screen from a projector, yeah. but it's still the information is still essentially the same, you know, it's just, yeah, I could describe, it can give you a description of this or you can look yeah. at it now on a movie screen. Um, but maybe, but maybe come back and, and, and talk about the a paradigm shift when not when we're putting like, you know, not when we're putting new things on a screen or strapping goggles to our face. I think those things will stay as tools in the traditional setting. Yeah. I think you'll see a major difference when like, you know, the Neuralink type stuff where we're actually like downloading data into our heads or something. When okay, we're changing then, the actual brain chemistry. chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, or. And I think classrooms might, might uh, die away or evolve to something totally new. Right. But I don't know. You just, just give me the English uh, input, you know, and uh, yeah. download, click, it's the matrix. Um, you, you know, the other thing that I think is, is going to be interesting would be AI, like an AI assistant teacher you know, somebody, some, some sort of simple, simplistic AI in the metaverse that is able to answer very simple questions for students, but they're, they're running simultaneously while the teacher is running the classroom. So you're getting ready, you're organizing a task or whatever, but some students are, you know, have simpler questions like, what does this word mean? Well, instead of me taking my time to answer that, why don't they just interact with some AI that can help them with the, the very simple questions. And then as time goes by, obviously AI will get more, more sophisticated, but the, a very simple AI will be able to answer a lot of questions, you know, that the students would have. It, that's kind of an interesting point. Now I'm seeing something else. Okay. Okay. So maybe in near term, I could see this. Already. There's a, there's a decoupling of uh, experts in, in a field and educators, right? So in a situation like in a high school or ele elementary school, absolutely, mm -hmm. you have teachers who get their master's degrees in education um, and they might have a little bit of a specialization in something that allows them uh, like a, maybe they'll, they'll be preferentially chosen to teach science or something like this. Honestly, it's been over a decade since I've been involved in looking at this stuff closely. So I, I mean, I'm talking on sure it's a little still very similar after. though. Yeah. But it, but it might, it might still have these these uh, effects. But my point is that education is getting um, having a, a a skill, the skill of educating, is being prioritized over the specialization of the stuff you're that you might know. So in university, this gets sticky. It gets to be a problem, right? Because you can be really good at um, lecture, lecturing, communicating. Um, educating, working with a student, uh, but you might not be an expert in like nuclear physics. So you can't, you can't do that. So you need to have both as a skill to be a great teacher and you'll still be chosen for your expertise in nuclear physics and your ability to teach that subject secondarily, which is not a good situation for students, right? They're struggling. They're working with this really smart person. So that person needs an educator alongside them. So wouldn't it be better if you had a classroom that had both running simultaneously? Um, 
I mean, I guess both could be AIs running simultaneously with each other, but let's say that you wanted one just to be the the data dump. It just needed to be like the source of, of uh, answers just to the information, questions. Just answers to questions, right. Just raw data, right. you know, kind of, yeah. And then you have the the either very human humanoid um, AI or, you know, in the near term, a human that has a background in education, has a rough idea of the general concepts that are to be taught and can interface with the students in a social and natural way to help take them through the content. Yeah. But the AI that's just better at uh, cataloging, indexing and referencing. I mean, it's kind of what we do in the classroom, right? Like you, I did a, um, I do typically every semester a little bit of a mini lecture series for about, I split it over three weeks where I talk about the, the history of language, mm. um, history yeah, yeah. of uh, the evolution of English. And it's just meant to in, get the students enthusiastic about what they're doing, give them a little bit of, of uh, fresh air for this yeah. topic that they've been grinding since they're born, right? And so it's just meant to be lighthearted and fun. I'm not an expert in this subject. I've read a lot of books on it because I find it interesting. And I've read enough that I can organize these lectures. And I've been teaching these lectures for over a decade and I've added to them and I've refined them. So I'm very confident of what I'm speaking about. That doesn't mean that students don't come up with questions for me during these lectures. And when this happens, what do you think I do? I've got a Google right next to me. Yeah, sure. I just love. I love you're, the not a, you're not a linguistic historian. You're not. You're not able to just pull yeah. those little little questions out. But they're right, right. there on Google. Yeah, um, and I I level with the students. I mean, they know this from day one. But even when I'm doing these types of lectures, I'm not trying to like come off like some arrogant asshat. I, like I tell them like throughout the entire time, like you know, take these things with a grain of salt. If you want more information, you need to look at this and this and this because you know. Remember, guys. I'm, I'm not a linguistic a linguistics teacher here. Yeah, but it, it just to, just to go down that line that you mm. of the lectures that you've created there, I think that's that can shine light on on things for students. They can they can put things together when you when you say, oh, did you know that all of our food words are actually French? Ah, well, yeah. it's it's not just for no reason. You know, there's a you yeah. know the, there's a there's a reason for that, and uh, and sometimes it it kind of pops a light in there in in like wait a second, there's there's there is rhyme and reason to the insanity. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a reason why we say knife, but it's spelled with a K. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. For the reason the reason I not to go too far off subject here, but the reason that I I there's a couple other lectures that I've plugged into different classes over the years. But this is one that's been pretty consistent. And the reason I like it is because it takes a step back from the efficiency of learning language and uh, communication skills. It, it's, it's not efficient to consider the etymology of every word that you're learning. It's of not course, efficient yeah. to learn the history of a language before you study the vocabulary, the grammar, the mechanics, and practice speech and listening. It's not an efficiency thing, but it creates an interest. And for a lot of these students who have spent like literally their whole lives struggling with learning a second language, it's been probably not so much fun. It kind of reminds them like, hey, you're not just learning like English language and, you know, conversation skills, stage skills to perform in life. You're learning about a culture. Language mm -hmm. is a culture, you know, so it, it puts a little stoke back in them. So anyway, to, to the example of growing a classroom with an AI, I could see when I'm doing those types of lectures that are really honestly outside my wheelhouse right sure that where i really i'm struggling often i'll go over like if that happens i'm on google 
you know, I'm ducking behind the, the lectern and I'm just like, okay, yeah, sure. What was that you said? What were you asking? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hey, do you want, just open your phone, see what you can find on neighbor. <laughs> like I do this, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but if you had an AI that was working in real time with you, that was like this little classroom buddy. You just kind of turn and ask Jeeves, you know, Jeeves. Yeah, like this. Up, Jeeves. Yeah, you just... <laughs> now you're old. <laughs> I know. I just, I'm really dating myself there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and, and to have it happen in this like virtual space where it feels 3D, like you feel like you're sitting in a classroom and the AI mm. almost feels like another uh, like another sentient being in the classroom, even though it's just AI. That is a dynamic that could not exist in the real classroom because you would have to, you know, they'd have to hire a very, very smart person or an assistant with just a laptop that sits in there all day long and looks up stuff for you when you have questions. Um, I also think like it would be helpful in, you know, just uh, in those moments where, especially you're getting, as, as my age gets older, uh, you know, spelling of a certain word or, uh, you know, grammatical uh, structure that is maybe uh, a little bit more uh, complex and trying to explain that for a student that has a question would be, it'd be helpful to have some sort of AI that is able to kind of like, a, isn't there an app you can download that is a grammar check or something? Grammarly? Yeah. You know, it's kind of, it'd be kind of like a, like an AI version of Grammarly that's just there to, you know, um, make sure yeah. the information is spot on. So, so I could see... Like going back to like metaverse, is it possible? Will it be likely? And what what would what would it look like potentially in our work, in our lives? Mm -hmm. I do think it's coming. I don't know how soon it would be, but now through this conversation, I could I'm definitely seeing maybe finally in evolution a real like paradigm shift of the classic classroom. Like if, if you had a few things in place, one, you'd have to have a, everybody have to be comfortable with the hardware, whatever you're using. So very non-intrusive, um, you know, cost-effective and um, useful in other applications. So again, would the universities and schools adapt it first? Probably not. It'd probably be something that is widely used first sure. for, you know, yeah. gaming or and whatever. And it, it has to become shopping. cheap enough that people can afford it, you know. There's, there's yeah, but it, it needs to have that ubiquitous quality. Like, I remember when we started um, where we currently work at, at, at Chungong, um, smartphones didn't exist. Right. Yeah. Right? Actually, they just existed. They just came in. So you'd have a couple kids that had, like, you know, there would be an iPhone, but most people had, you know, the 2G or whatever. The flip um, phone. Yeah. Yeah. I had students that had, the, remember the pocket dictionaries? Remember those things? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody had a pocket dictionary with like some, yeah. some sort of Digital game dictionaries. on there that you could play or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah those were, I, we had one in my house actually. Um, when I right. first so started you... teaching at Chungang, we, we, we would watch uh, the book had a DVD and we had two televisions mounted up on the corners of the room, just glass. Oh my God, really? You know, like that had like a, a, a tube in it, not not even an LCD screen, but like a, a tube nice. television where we would watch the videos. And in that 17 years or 16 years that I've been there, I now have a movie screen with a, a beautiful, you know, and we had chalk, you know, when I first yeah. started. So chalk in a, in a television, like a 1980s television, you know? Yeah, so like, so, I mean, I think the the hardware uh, can be adapted, but in the example of like the smartphones, I started using 
smartphones in the classroom. So there's there's certain lessons I have where I say, okay, everybody today, I need your phones out unlocked, and I need your um, I need you to have your uh, whatever translation app you prefer, um, go on neighbor, whatever you got, we got to do. You need to have it open right now. We're going to be searching for a lot of language. Um, and I want you to see it with definitions in Korean right now in real time. And so I, I used, um, smartphones. I do other exercises where I have students like, you know, looking at photographs on their phones and they have to describe it to their friend and they have to like, uh, draw it and stuff. We do like crime scenes stuff. It's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, I'll tell you that lesson. Great though. That yeah. I, I, that one's hilarious, yeah. but the, the point is, when smartphones came onto the market, I didn't immediately apply it to the classroom. I couldn't. There wasn't widespread adaptation. So what I'm thinking is, once there's widespread adaptation of some like AR, VR system that everybody's using, the classroom could use it. If there was an AI that was sophisticated enough to function this way, I think the teacher's role in the classroom could evolve to being a, there would be a new name for it. You wouldn't be called a facilitator like a instead of a lecturer, exactly. you know? Yeah. Exactly. You're facilitating learning, but you're not responsible for holding all of the knowledge in your exactly. little human brain, would, you know? And that <laughs> why would you? Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, right? Like even right now, if you're an expert in nuclear physics, you still aren't the Holy grail. And that's actually a deficit to the students. And it's all well known. It's like, if I go to this, this school and I study with this nuclear physicist versus this other one at this other school, I'm going to be getting something or losing something like that could be remedied. And that's pretty cool. Right. But you it still want to cool. have yeah. that interpersonal. The, I, I see that more is more important in the metaverse than maybe the actual creating the 3d feeling of, of being in, in the classroom. I actually think that the AI application is, is more, is actually more important. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. So what are we picturing? What are we picturing? So instead of it being something where it's put like full on VR and we we turn into like dinosaurs and Mickey Mouse and stuff like this, <laughs> right. maybe maybe the first level of uh, real application real world application would be more like AR, where um, just for the same reason that that you'd have the facilitator there. I mean, why do they still exist? Because the AI is not able to at least at this point. Uh, interact in the human type and, and uh, reading reading social. facial you know right facial until they until that's that, yeah the eq Maybe, you know uh, yeah, yeah once that's solved you'll have like you know you'll have a you know robots that are able to you know perform just as well but until that point i think there's gonna be a point i mean right now we're at that point where there's a vast amount of information that is available and indexed and we're referencing it by telling students pick up your cell phone or mm -hmm. i'll check on google if that could be um, kind of automated away, but still in a humanoid type form. So it's in, in a 3D space. So it's referenceable, it's 3D, but in AR. So in my classroom, we can put on all of our glasses or whatever contacts, or whatever you want to do. And there's Jeeves in the corner up here. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, some, yeah I, I think I want him to have like a really nice mustache. <laughs> yeah, you know? it'll look kind right? of like the Monopoly man or something or, no, yeah, it's gotta look like, it's gotta kind of be avuncular, like a, like a, like a kind uncle or something that's, uh, yeah, I have a question. Oh, I, you know, sweater vest, maybe something like that. Yeah, he's Both like always oh, just kind of a little bit distracted, eyes fluttering, like oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, a little, little highfalutin, uh, you know. But yeah. uh, this, this to me, and I know we're we're kind of heading towards the end here, but uh, the idea of like building a robot to teach in a real classroom seems insane to me compared to putting ourselves into a metaverse where 
anything you could build anything uh, it, it it almost it almost seems kind of silly now robotics almost seems kind of silly to me in the terms of that of thinking like the you know like the ro- the robot assistant you know that's just walking around your house being like can i get you a drink you know like that that idea <laughs> seems so absurd to me in now that we're talking about a metaverse because like putting ourselves into that space where you know we could uh, we could cohabitate with sentient and non-sentient ai or sorry non non-sentient ai and ourselves and we can interact together that's that's really fascinating i mean that is and yeah. and you're right ar augmented reality is the first step towards the virtual reality and so we're not going to get to the vr um but i think it really has to do with the rollout of the metaverse how big of a splash is this thing going to make whichever company feels like they've figured it out you know have they, yeah. they cracked the code and how crazily people go after this i think will be will tell us like how how quickly are the university or the high schools are going to follow suit and start offering classes in the metaverse so yeah there'll be some there'll be some brave uh programs out there that try to um try to to do to experiment with it and do some fun things. It'll be it'll be really interesting to see what people build with it. I'm I, I'm not yeah. pooing it. I'm 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 kind of I'm excited to see what they'll do. As far as um, and I don't mind going on record saying this. I mean, not now anyway. Who knows what they'll take over next? But I'm really hopeful that Meta and Facebook won't be the one to do it. <laughs> sure, right? yeah. That's the one corporate slam Based on what ever. we've seen already, yeah. I'm not. Uh, yeah, we don't need more of that. Come we don't on. need more of that. We don't need more yeah. of it. We don't. That was not. Um, I was not impressed. Uh, but I'm sure, like what Epic is coming up with, will be. You know, I guess we could teach the class. You look out the window. You're in the middle of the Amazonian jungle, or the you're on the surface of Mars. I guess. It depends on uh, the mood of the class that day. That is kind of cool. I mean, I'm not going to say that's not a cool, a cool thing, but uh, uh, functionally, yeah, or practically, I think we're, we'll get there. I, would you volunteer for a class like that? If they said we have a, you know, a VR class, a metaverse class, would you volunteer to be to teach that? Yeah, man, you, you know me. I've always been like, Anytime there's been an opportunity for even like, remember when we did those courses where um, I des- I, I didn't end up teaching it, actually. I designed it. Didn't you design one of those where it was like we were teaching conversation in the topic of the student's major? So instead of them taking like the uh, generic uh, communication yeah, sure. sport, they took communication um, based on medical topics because they're medical, medical topics sports was one business was another yeah. one yeah, you, yeah. You, we, we did this together i helped design ago. some of the websites for that but i i didn't uh, websites, yeah. that's right yeah 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 so like stuff like this i've always just not because i even have faith in the success of it i'm just always curious what people are like when they try and want to try something new it just cracks me up to like be like just checking oh, yeah. it out like it i don't be- know if that was actually like the best idea ever but i liked trying to develop it i thought it was fun yeah. to do no i think there's there's definitely i think kind of two types of of teachers i, I think some people are comfortable in the the current paradigm and and kind of are happy to finish the career their careers in that paradigm and then people yeah. who are you know i, I think people that, that, that kind of um you know it's it's hard not to it's hard for things not to get stale when you do it the same way over a course of, of many years. And so I think just, just out of like, just as like a, like a vitamin B shot to the, to the arm, 
you know, doing yeah. something totally different would just would create a different feel, a different energy. And it would be, it would be just fascinating to, I would love to finish my career teaching through in the metaverse. Like I'll, I'll be happy with that. I think I would like, hey, that be good? Yeah. that's a really cool, like, and again, even if it's not like for the, for, for the better, um, like just okay, for the different, did, you know, right. Just, it makes for a cool narrative of like what I did with my career. Like the, these past two years working with zoom and canvas and just basically like living inside my email inbox like would I call this like the golden period of my career? Absolutely not. So far, I would probably call it like one of the worst parts. Um, I do not like teaching on Zoom. Um, and it's maybe I need to learn how to do it, but I do need to learn how to do it better if this continues. Uh, but I like that I got the chance to do it. Yeah. And there's things I'm gonna yeah. there's things I'm gonna take from this experience that I'm gonna keep on going with. Like I've adapted the e-class system in a way that I never would have had I not Same. been presented with all of this complexity. Yeah. And man, it's, it's useful and I, I can apply it. I can share it. So yeah, if, if I had the opportunity to, to, if I had to put on a big old PS4 thing, whatever they are now, you know, these <laughs> right, yeah. helmets and teach with a helmet on, I'll teach with a helmet on. It'd be better no if it's like little matrix. No legs. Yeah. Legs. <laughs> <laughs> a big helmet with a, a camera sticking out of it and a, some, you know, glasses in there. Um, yeah. Like it's, an alien. <laughs> they, they better they better do something about the the uh you know the comfort of the of the tech but my guess is that'll they'll they'll figure that out soon enough uh i, I, I hope it gets better like a, a football helmet with like two antennas coming out <laughs> like Mike a Martian, a you know? into the lecture hall. yeah what's up guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm teaching now you know and then just throw the mask <laughs> over your face and start talking to yourself um yeah, it'll be a weird. Yeah, the real universe will get weird when when everybody starts going into the metaverse. That'll be even more uh, bizarre. Um, well, Ryan, uh, thanks for the conversation today, man. That was uh, a fascinating one. Um, this was yeah, I, I hadn't uh, thought about it that deeply, but like I said, you know, the soul patch is where we explore ideas, and so uh, <laughs> I'd say we did. That was a good exploration right there. Um, yeah. for our listeners out there, you guys can find us at the soulpatch.com. We got, it's a one-stop shop. You can download it on multiple platforms right from the website. Um, you can check out our YouTube channel. We've got the soul patch, uh, YouTube channel up and running where I'll put the video of the, uh, of our podcast up there. And, uh, if you want to, uh, you know, buy us a cup of coffee, you have the ability to do that on our website. Uh, just hit that Patreon button. And uh, we'll see you next week on The Patch. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Have a good day. I'd like to pay a couple respects to the people that made me what I am today. Got to hear. It's all my love. It's all my love. The quiet man. It's all my love. The brain. Hey Bobby, let the bass go.
Facebook.